The Bible prophesies a time when a great harvest of souls will come into the kingdom. And right now, God is raising up leaders who are called to equip the church to bring in this harvest. Joining us today is John Laframboise, who will share how he has seen a fresh wave of evangelism among many believers. Stay tuned. All this coming up on Lifeline Today. Welcome to Lifeline Today. So glad you've tuned into the broadcast. It's going to be an awesome program. We've got a wonderful guest to share with you. But before we go to him, just a reminder that our prayer lines are open. You can call anytime during the program. But earlier is better because you'll get in. The uh, phone center has been filling up and mm -hmm. been very busy. And, of course, we love praying for you. So that's wonderful to hear from you. With us today is John Laframbois. And, John, welcome to the program. Oh, Welcome, John. So, you know, uh, we've been really looking forward to having you here. And first question is, they call you John Raz, so mm -hmm. you do need to explain <laughs> what's going on there, John Raz. Right. So my last name, Laframboise, means the raspberry in French. And I got really, honestly, just got sick and tired of people butchering my name. I got everything from Laframbobo to who knows what. <laughs> and, uh, and so we just kind of shortened it to John Raz. It's, just a, it's yeah. a nickname oh, yeah. the men in my family kind of naturally inherited. Yeah. And, uh, we're just trying to well, yeah, bring Laframboise back. It's not really an easy name to pronounce. No. I mean, we practiced a lot this week mm -hmm. before yeah. you came. So. Yeah, you know what, though? Uh, John Raz sounds really good, too, right? It, it does, has a uh, zing to it. <laughs> uh, you have a ministry called Harvest Culture Ministries, mm -hmm. and so tell us about that. Yeah, so Harvest Culture is very much so evangelistic in nature. You know, we focus really on training and equipping the body of Christ for harvest. You know, so we're like a... a an evangelist, you know, so with these, we truly believe that the fivefold is meant for the training, the equipping, the perfecting, the maturing of the saints. And of course, the best way of doing that is by leading by example. Right. So we'll do crusades, we do outreaches, we take teams on the streets, and uh, but we we'll also do a lot of training schools, evangelism schools, healing schools, and such inside the church in order to equip the believer, everyday believer to actually be a light in the midst of darkness. Yeah. Mm. So when you say equip the church, you're going to other churches? That yeah, so it's itinerant ministry, so itinerant, we'll go from church yep. to church, city to city, country to country, and, uh, and training people. You know, Dick and I were saved in the charismatic uh, revival, mm -hmm. and Dick, I don't remember anybody that we knew that was, you know, getting saved at the same time that we were, that ever had a problem or an issue with sharing the gospel with their friends or neighbors, co-workers, colleagues. Mm -hmm. um, and they, we were so excited about it, we just had to share. Mm -hmm. What is missing today in the hearts of people or in the, in, in the minds of people even as far as sharing the gospel? Mm -hmm. I know you said something at one time about the boldness is just not there. Mm -hmm. So how do we get that boldness back? Right. Yeah, so we see in a world today where social media creates a separation yeah. from in, interaction. So we almost lose that element of just interpersonal reaction in society right. today. Yeah. But even taking that even further, to that, that boldness aspect, is, it's almost where I, I believe there's almost like this identity crisis in the church almost, mm. where we don't realize that we are the righteousness, righteousness of God. And we, we don't rely upon the righteousness we find in Jesus, but we rely upon our own works. And in Proverbs 28.1, you know, it says, The wicked flee when no one pursues but the righteous are, are as, as bold, bold as a lion, mm -hmm. yeah. right? And then we'll see in 2 Corinthians 5.21, 
that he who knew no sin, being Jesus, says yeah. he uh, became sin for us so that we could become the righteousness of God. Mm -hmm. So that tells me if we understand our identity of righteousness, we find our righteousness purely upon what Jesus did on the cross and the resurrection. We mm. find our identity in Jesus. We get that revelation of Christ in us, the hope of glory. A natural byproduct of that should be boldness. And, and sometimes I think we need to redefine what boldness looks like. Because being loud is not being bold. No. Right? That's being an extrovert. <laughs> yeah. right? like I'm a huge extrovert. I love being around people. I love being loud. It makes me a great evangelist. Yeah. But even the introvert, someone who's a little bit more reserved, if you would, in personality, can be bold. And this yeah. is the best way I could define boldness, is having the ability to take a risk on believing God's word. Mm. Wow. Right? So in, and of course, in the manifestation of that, it could look loud. Right? But if you're not loud in nature, if you would, if you're a little bit more reserved in, in your personality, doesn't mean you can't be bold. If mm -hmm. you're an introvert, you know, doesn't mean you can't be bold in what God tells you to do. Right. Right. Now, well, in your training seminars, do you uh, uh, touch on using or being used by God in the gifts of the Spirit? Is that a big part of this? Oh, yeah, it's huge. We uh, are a firm believer that the gospel must be fully preached. Like Paul says in Romans, I've been faithful to fully preach the gospel with miracles, signs, and wonders. Right? So I believe That's that right. when the gospel is brought with only with word, mm -hmm. it's you're, you're cutting off one of the legs. Right? You're in, yeah. in Isaiah 55, I believe it is, it says, my word will not return to me void. Yeah. But when we bring just the word aspect without the combination of power, it's not the full seed of the gospel. Mm -hmm. Like in Romans 1.16, Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God. Unto salvation. Right? Unto salvation, yeah. right? So when you well, bring the gospel, in, it creates power. In Jesus' day, a lot of times it was the signs and the wonders that were done mm -hmm. that actually brought the word absolutely into a person's heart and life. You mm -hmm. know, what is this? What has happened mm -hmm. here? And then you explain. Do you ever find that you end up doing that when you, when God takes you to a place and, and uh, you know, you take the risk of obeying him by mm -hmm. bringing a word of knowledge or something like that to someone who you've never known before? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, a sign and a wonder happens, and then they start asking you mm -hmm. how, that, yeah. how that works. That happens quite regularly, actually, because I truly believe that uh, words of knowledge are a huge tool mm. on unlocking the hearts of individuals to, to, for hearing the gospel. You know, and uh, the way I see it works is like uh, people who are maybe resistant towards the gospel is like they have an ice wall around their heart, if you would. Yeah. But everything that's imperfect has a crack somewhere in it. So word of knowledge is like finding that crack in someone's heart and it, it causes the wall to come tumbling down. And one example I can think of off the top of my head, I was in, the, in England a few years ago and I love this. So it really, <laughs> it's a little bit controversial if you would and how it happened. And then uh, when I got there, the Lord spoke to me. He says, John, the local bartender at a pub needs a miracle. Go wow. give it to them. Right, so my first reaction was, well, should I go to the bar? Like, what, how is this gonna look? Yeah. And then the Holy Spirit whispered something to me and says, John, He's, uh, I was worried about what about my witness? Yeah. You know, he says, if you're not witnessing, you don't have a witness to lose. So he says, I hung out with the drug dealers of the time, essentially, yeah. well, not the drug dealers, but the prostitutes, the tax collectors. The fringe. Hung out with the sinners, right? The fringe group. And uh, so we go to this bar, you know, this pub in England. And uh, as soon as we walk in, I see the bartender and, and uh, I ask him, hey, man, what happened to your arm? And he goes, well, I tore the tendons and ligaments in my arm. And he says, there's so much pain, I can't even hold up a single drink on a, on a, uh, on a tray. Long story short, we pray for him, and God completely heals his arm. And he, wow. he you know, is quite flabbergasted by this. And he, and he goes back, and he tells his manager in the kitchen. And the manager, manager comes back out. And he's like, yeah, I don't believe in this stuff. I think it's all power of suggestion, all these reasonings. <laughs> but the bartender, he's 
you know, quite impacted by this. And then so I begin to prophesy to the, uh, the manager, and I tell him, I said, listen, you're about to buy a house. You're trying to buy a house right now, aren't you? And he goes, yeah. He's <laughs> like, who told you that? And I was like, Jesus told me that. Yeah. And I said, and wow. you're worried that the price of the house is going to be higher than what you could afford because the paperwork is being held up by lawyers. So you're afraid the lawyer fees are going to go be, bring it beyond your budget. But I said, within 24 hours, then I started prophesying. That was the word of knowledge. Then I started prophesying to him. Mm. And I say, within 24 hours, you're going to get a phone call from those lawyers apologizing, and they're going to waive your lawyer fees. And he says, well, if that's going to happen, then I'll really believe in Jesus. <laughs> right? So we then had to go to a different city. You know, to uh, do a conference, came back. Uh, I went out of my way to come back to follow up on that word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and as soon as I walk in, the Lord begins to speak to me, and He says, The woman behind the bar is the owner's daughter. So I walk up to her and say, Hey, you're the owner's daughter, aren't you? She goes, oh, How do you know that? She goes, oh, You must be John Raz. <laughs> you know, and I go, Yeah, actually, I am. You know, it's like, How did you know that? And I guess the rumors, well, the stories of the previous week were circulating yeah. around the staff. Oh my. And then uh, she says, Harry, uh, Samuel, sorry, is, uh, who's the manager, mm -hmm. he says, He's here, but he saw you coming in and he ran away because he was so afraid. Right? So I said, well, what happened? Like, why is he so afraid? She says, well, he got a phone call the next morning after he told him about the thing with the lawyers. And I said, guess what the lawyers told him? Exactly what you told him would happen. So he's, wow. he's scared. But now I got the whole staff wanting to hear about the gospel. <laughs> and then we uh, shared Jesus with them. You know, a bunch of them end up getting healed, physically healed. We pray for them. Half of them give their life to Jesus. And then they do something phenomenal. They ask me, he says, can you come back and do this again? Can we, but can we advertise it? Wow. So I thought, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, uh, so we scheduled to come back the following week again, had to go to Scotland to minister, came back the following week. And, uh, and as soon as I walk into this pub, right on a big chalkboard, it says, free spiritual readings and free miracles ask at the bar. <laughs> and also I thought, praise God, this is great. So I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm having dinner, you know, and, and people are asking, coming up to me and say, are you the miracle guy? Are you the guy who could tell me things about my life that you shouldn't know? Yeah. Mm. And uh, we tell them about Jesus and we give them words of knowledge, pray yeah. for them, and people are getting healed, people are getting transformed by the glory of God and, and giving their life to Jesus. Just by taking that step of, wow. of obedience and, and just being bold with it, really. Does that happen to you all the time when you go places and yeah. minister? It's something that I find, if you're intentional in listening to the voice of God, yeah. Yeah. right? Like it says in 1 Th Thessalonians 5.17, to pray without ceasing. Mm -hmm. You know, when we realize that prayer is a two-way communication between you and God, it's not a monologue, but yeah. a dialogue, right? So and if you're just willing to be obedient and listening, just keep it in the back of your mind, not being so busy mm -hmm. about your day, but as you're grocery shopping, you're going to work, taking your kids to wherever, yeah. just have it back to your spirit, just listening. Holy Spirit, are, are you wanting me to minister to someone? Do you have someone to share with someone here? Mm -hmm. Right, and just paying, atten paying attention to what God may be saying. And so, so basically, you grew into this by mm -hmm. taking risks, yeah. right? Yeah. By and saying, I'm, God, if this is you, I, I'm just going to take a risk and... Yeah, it really is comes down to is uh, we just, I'd have, at first, to be perfectly honest with you, I thought, oh my gosh, am I, am I hearing God? I don't know. I don't, yeah. I'm not sure. So I'd walk up to people and, and take a risk. Say, hey, uh, does this make sense for you? Were you in a car accident? Yeah. You know, Isn't did you get, the, you know, and, and I started realizing that more times than not, it was Jesus speaking to me. Yeah. So now we just develop this process with God and, yeah. and it you just know, becomes second nature. I can just hear people listening to you, watching you, <laughs> saying, oh, well, he flows in the word of knowledge or the gifts of the Spirit, but that's never happened to me. You know? mm. 
You know, I, my experience has been it doesn't happen until you draw on it. It's true. Until you put yourself in front of somebody and you mm -hmm. ask the Lord, Lord, is there a word for this person? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you step out. You have to mm -hmm. say something. You know what I've often found is the Lord gives me one word. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe two. If I think I've got two, I've got a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because then you've yeah. got to step out and say those two words and then it's more comes. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Would that be true it's in your example? It's 100% true. Quite often, uh, maybe you've heard of the, uh, the tissue box, box analogy, yeah, where right. if you pull one tissue out, there's another tissue. Mm -hmm. Quite often times, I won't have a word. Yeah. I just have my target, if you would. Yeah. yeah. God will highlight someone to me. I'll say, okay, this is the person I need to talk to. Yeah. God, give me something. And I go into panic tongues, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I quite often times I'll initiate a conversation with yeah. them, and I have no idea what I'm supposed to tell, supposed to tell yeah. them. Wow. And it's not until I'm like, all right, you know, and then I yeah. just go for it, and then stuff starts mm -hmm. coming out. And it's so is this how you do your training schools? Is this what you teach at your mm -hmm. training schools? How to approach somebody and how to hear the voice of God, mm -hmm. listen to him, and then take a risk? Yeah. So one thing we really teach in the, in the schools is, is helping people find their own unique evangelistic identity. That's really good. Yeah. So I, I, the way I win souls will look different from the way you will or Dick yeah. will or, or whoever else mm -hmm. will. Right. Right, so we don't train people in cookie-cutter approaches, but we'll give people tips and tricks and hints, if you mm -hmm. would, on how to hear the voice of God. And, then, and from there, finding out what comes naturally to you yeah. and how can you put a supernatural dynamic behind it. See, that takes a lot of pressure mm -hmm. off our viewers that are watching right yeah. now and saying, well, I'm not John, and look at him, he's so outgoing. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. not him. But what you're saying is you train people to move in this ministry yet using their own personality. Yes. Yeah, it's like Moses wow. at the burning bush. Yeah. Now God asked him, well, what's in your hand? Yeah. He says, well, i got a staff, yeah. right? Yeah. And with this staff, like he's familiar with this staff, yeah, right? right? He's right. shepherded, he's, yeah. he knows, very familiar with the use of it. Yeah. And then, but God puts a supernatural dynamic behind what he's familiar with. Yeah. Right, so I believe God wow. wants to do that with the church. What are you familiar with? What are you comfortable with? And yeah. then God wants to put a supernatural dynamic behind it now. Yeah. I think the other thing I'm hearing from you is you've just put it into a common day way of communicating. Mm -hmm. It's your life. You don't go, yeah. thus saith the oh, Lord. God, no. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm, I, well, I've That's seen scary. people actually do that kind of mm -hmm. thing. And it, it actually it becomes a barrier, doesn't yeah, it? Because it does. they're like, what, right. what, what, are you, what are you coming on across? Yeah. But if you just communicate, just yeah. like you would to anybody mm -hmm. or like you do mm -hmm. normally, yep. mm -hmm. then somebody that's receiving will release, listen a lot more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, uh, and I also see the willingness to take, uh, well, you're taking a risk. Because mm -hmm. what if this isn't going to connect? Mm -hmm. Then you look a little silly mm -hmm. in, that, in your mind. But mm -hmm. uh, you do have to take that step of faith, don't you? You do. You do absolutely need to take a step of faith. Yeah. You know, I always tell people that 10 out of 10 people you don't pray for don't have an encounter with God. That's exactly it. Wow. Right? So yeah. like it's, it's God put it, put it on us to go spread the gospel, for us to be fruitful and to multiply. Mm -hmm. right? Do so you believe that we are on the cusp or on the edge of another great harvest? Absolutely. I believe that we are for sure. Yeah. And we're seeing a wave of evangelism happen in the body of Christ. It's, there's acceleration, if you would, where mm -hmm. God's really highlighting that, uh, that ministry again. Yeah. And we're seeing people, there's almost like a more of an intrigue into the supernatural. It's true because, you know, for years we've heard about the apostle mm -hmm. and the prophet. And, and the evangelist was kind of somewhere in the background. Yeah. But nowadays, 
you know, you hear especially a lot of younger ministries like mm -hmm. yours, uh, they'll say, God's called me to be an evangelist, evangelistic ministry, winning souls, mm -hmm. you know, winning the harvest. And mm -hmm. so that's good. Now, I, I read something that you said the other day, and I want you to comment on it because I thought, wow, mm -hmm. when I read this. Um, you say that global salvation is possible in one generation. Talk yep. to us about that. Yeah, global salvation. That's, that's huge. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> and, and believe it or not, it begins with one single individual. Wow. If you get, if you take one single believer that says, I will win one soul a year, just one, one soul a year, and train that one individual to do the same thing the following year. Yeah. Right. So you have start with one, then you have two, four, mm -hmm. eight, sixteen, thirty-two, and, and multiplies. Yeah. Right. So at the end of twenty years, you have um, over a million people saved. Mm -hmm. At the end of twenty-five years, following that same concept of doubling every year, Canada is saved. Yeah. At the end of I think Yay. it's forty. Yeah. <laughs> praise God. Twenty-five years awesome. not that long for global or for uh, national salvation. Yeah. But I believe it's the end of 47 years, you'll have double the current global population. Wow. For, yeah, just starting with one single individual. So what you have to do is just train people, individual people mm -hmm. like me, like Dick, to be comfortable sharing our faith mm -hmm. and winning a soul to Christ. Yep. That's Whether basically- Whether it's a family member, a coworker, yeah. your neighbor, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So it's the law of exponential growth. Yep you know, multiplying wow. mm -hmm. each time yeah, and, and even, replicating ourselves. Yeah, even, even shortening that process too. In the world today, there's approximately, uh, I think it's 560 million uh, charismatic Christians, mm -hmm. uh, give or take, you know, a, a, a yeah. bit there. So if you take that 560 million, just, that, that's just charismatics. That's yeah. not every other denomination out mm -hmm. there. But you just take them, and if we all started winning one soul to the Lord every year, I mean, that's global salvation in, well, I think it's five or six years. Yes. Awesome. I mean, it's the second coming can happen in six years if you all just get and out there and start winning saying, souls. <laughs> and we can be saying, come Lord Jesus. Yeah, exactly. The, the fourth second coming. <laughs> and then there's another side of it. The more people that come to Christ, there's the, like this fresh wave of revival yeah. that comes because they're so hungry for the mm -hmm. things of God. Yeah. So there's right. that side of it too. We call that revival, right, mm -hmm. where there's a sovereign move of God. You know, this is uh, very interesting. When we come back, we're going to talk to you and, and have you pray for our viewers. Mm -hmm. Well, we may as well do this right now. There's viewers that have needs that are watching this program, and we're mm -hmm. going to pray for you with uh, our guest, John, right after some of these messages, okay? invited to the Powerfully Prophetic Dominion Conference in Lethbridge, June 28th to July 1st. It will be a time of seeking the Word of God over Canada and hearing from top Canadian prophetic leaders including Dr. David Damien, Charlie Robinson, Craig Baroker, and Dick and Joan DeWert. Children will enjoy Dr. Blaine and the Time Travelers, and there's a special luncheon on the Saturday with Dick and Joan. Register online now at dominionconference.com or phone 587-425-5730. Help change the spiritual climate of Canada by partnering financially with Lifeline today. Your monthly partnership goes to a fully Canadian ministry passionate about seeing the glory of God come to our nation. Partner at $25, $50 or $100 a month and receive a special thank you gift from Dick and Joan DeWert. Call today and say yes to becoming a partner with Dick and Joan. Phone 403-942-0123 or email info at dickandjoan.com today. We know that every one of you watching the program today have unsaved loved ones. You've got sons and daughters who are living ungodly lives. 
you have grandchildren who have gone astray. But do you know what the father said about his children, Israel, when she turned away from him? Listen to this. He said, I have seen what they do, but I will heal them anyway. It says that in Isaiah 57 verse 18. So great is his love. So great is his mercy. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come into repentance. And that includes your loved ones. Will you give us a call here in the prayer center? Give us the names of your loved ones that you're believing God for their salvation. Give us a call. Give us their name. Even send us a picture via email. Call us right now. Well, I could just imagine that the phones are going to be very busy right now because <laughs> yes. everyone has someone in their family or someone that they know or in their sphere that uh, needs to know the Lord. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the things that we ought to be continually motivated to is bringing our nearest loved ones to the Lord. Of course, that's not always possible. Where do they bring the message to anyone who will mm -hmm. hear? Uh, I want to take this moment in this time in the program to pray for our viewers because... Mm -hmm. um, we often do this, and we often have words of knowledge for viewers and so on, and, and it has amazed me at the response. When the phone center comes, gets back to it and say, this and this and this happened, it amazes me. And I know there's many who want to receive from the Lord today. So, John, would you look at the camera and maybe mm -hmm. just give a word of encouragement to our viewers and uh, maybe see if you pray for them? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, uh, so Father, we'll just, we'll just start off praying and then the uh, yeah. words thank will just kind of start flowing. So Father, we thank you for your healing touch. Mm -hmm. yeah. Lord, we thank you for your mercy and your grace that you have over sure. us, Lord. I pray, Lord, that wherever people are sitting, whether whatever they're going through, I thank you, Lord, that you begin to touch their bodies, begin to touch their minds, touch even their emotions, Lord, and start mm -hmm. healing hearts. I feel like they're, uh, keep on hearing the name Melissa. Uh, I feel like Lord Melissa, and I, I hear the Lord saying this, uh, there's, he's bringing in you, back, you back into a place where hope is being restored, where mm -hmm. I feel like there's been like this court case where I don't know if there's been like something with, uh, with family, there's been financial dealings with family, but there's something with, uh, even possibly with might be business related, but there's fin uh, misdealings regarding finances and there's hopes been kind of dashed, there's been hope deferred. Mm. And I feel the Lord is saying that favor will be found on your behalf and you're gonna find favor and justice is gonna prevail. And there's, I feel like, I see like this, uh, this unveiling of the lie where like the, the cloak uh, will be unveiled and uh, the, the lies will be exposed and truth will come and prevailing for your situation. I also hear the name uh, Michael. Here in Michael, where uh, I keep on seeing like a digestive tract, and mm. I see these different growths or different things. I don't know if it's cancer or polyps or what, but I feel like the uh, uh, Lord saying He's going to start healing a Michael of a digestive issue. So, Father, we thank you for mm. for Michael right now and for healing to come. Yeah. Uh, into his body right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We pray Lord. for a complete restoration, Lord. Thank yes, you, Holy Spirit, for a, just a fresh touch over that body right now. Mm. In yeah. Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just reach out to all of our viewers right now and those who have a need in their life. Mm -hmm. yeah. And even whether they're called out by name or not, you are the mm -hmm. answer. Yes. You have. Thank you, Jesus. You have provision for them mm -hmm. right now. And so, Lord, we just declare your provision in their lives. And I, I see uh, someone that's uh, 
it's, you're a lady and you're very, very stressed about your financial situation. Mm. In fact, you're saying in your mind, I don't know if it's true, but you're saying, I'm about to go bankrupt and then no one will look after me. Mm. But I just want to reassure you about something, that God has this promise that he watches over the sparrow of the field, mm -hmm. he clothes the grass of the field and the flowers of the field, and he says, how much more does he care about you? And that God is going to be faithful for you. He's going to meet your need. And so we just release that over you. And, and I, I hear the name Rita. And so I just declare, Rita, your miracle is on the way. God is going to answer your prayer. You've been praying intensely. In fact, I would say you've been crying <laughs> very much for a breakthrough. And I don't know what the breakthrough is, but mm. Rita, your miracle is on the way. Thank you, Lord. Amen. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I got the, just one more here. I keep on hearing, um, I see like there's like a, uh, like a custody battle, mm. you know, something with, uh, with a child yeah. Yeah. where I don't know if there's been a separation in the marriage or a divorce or what, but I feel like there's been like a custody thing happening. And I keep on hearing the name uh, uh, Charles as well. So I don't know if Charles is, a, is the father or the child or, or what, but I'd, uh, Lord, we should pray right now Thank just for Lord. favor, Lord, your justice to come and healing to happen in the hearts, Lord, and that your will will prevail in the midst of this situation, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You know, connect with our prayer center. There's some wonderful people there that are ready to pray with you mm -hmm. and to uh, minister to you. We do get some uh, amazing prayer requests and praise reports, really. Mm. Uh, you know, here's a lady that says she's a product of a rape, carries so much shame and rejection. You know, it's, it's amazing how often we hear things of that nature. That's pretty yeah. severe, right? It is very severe. And, uh, but the other thing is what we hear from the prayer center on a regular basis. They're, uh, they're just so amazing when the reports that come back and people say, this was exactly my situation. And John, as you just were ministering in this way, uh, I just know there's those individuals that mm -hmm. is an exact description of what's going on. And they'll call. Mm -hmm. Now, <laughs> unfortunately, the nature of television is we can't hear from you instantly. Yeah. Uh, but we will. We'll mm -hmm. feed that report back to you. Please do. Uh, because I, or the reports, because I believe that's mm -hmm. the case. But whether you hear your name or not, when you hear words of knowledge like this, the message is that God cares about you, yeah. knows your situation, and He's not indifferent. That's He's right. not forgotten you. As a matter of fact, that's a word that I need to just say. There's so many that are saying, don't say this to yourself. I feel like God has forgotten me. Mm -hmm. I feel like God has forgotten me. He's not forgotten you. You know that I think circumstances can make us feel that way, but it's not true. Yeah. And so I want to <laughs> assure you, God loves you. He's not forgotten you. That's you right. know, uh, Joan, in this final minute, we should just remind viewers that we have a great conference coming up, Dominion Conference. Uh, it's uh, June 28th to July 1st. Dr. David, David Damien, we had the promo there, Craig yeah. Broker, Charlie Robinson. And uh, it's one of our highlights of the year. It is, and it's right here in Lethbridge. And uh, I think the registration is up online, so you can go to dominionconference.com and just click on register and you can take care of all of that right there and we'd love to have you here because this is the kind of thing that happens when we get together at Dominion Conference. The presence of God is here and things start happening. Absolutely. And people are ministered to and then we speak over the nation. Right. That's our mandate, to, John, to speak over the nation. Thank you for being 
on the program. Thank We've you, got John. your information on the screen. Love so to have you back sometime. And, uh, we'll have you back, yeah. And I know you're going to be ministering with us a little bit later as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. And thank you for being on the program. Remember this, God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This program is supported by viewers like you, and we thank you for your partnership. We want to hear from you. Send us your prayer requests, praise reports, and comments on the program. Be sure to visit our website for up-to-date information or get in touch with us by email or phone. Also, don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Dick and Joan are now available for conferences and events in your area. To book them for your event, call 587-425-5730 or email info at dickandjoan.com.